0: at the end of the that last one nice, it, as we dealt with uh, blonde and all that kind of stuff so in this we're going to be throwing to nadia um and in fact why don't i start by throwing to nadia now for her top five her fifth best film of the year um and her fifth best film of the year we're going to hear why is blonde
1: oh wow sorry
2: it was strange, wasn't it? We went on such a journey with it. When after we first watched it, we thought one thing. Then all the press that we read afterwards, and all the cancelling of people and everything, we got really angry about that, and more even more defensive of what we thought at the first at the beginning. And then in the end, I was just a mulch of so many different thoughts and feelings about them, which I suppose is art. Makes you think lots of mm. different different things, and pushed and pulled me in what I did actually believe about the whole. Topic. In the end, in the end, I did believe that it was very exploitative of Marilyn Monroe. I believe that the writer could have done, sorry, it said, Nanny died. it's oh such a God. big blowing of her nose. Oh no. <laughs> in the end, I, strangely, though it's, it's, it's in my top five, I did at the end, when we were doing the initial review of this, feel that um, the writer had exploited her mm. because why did she do this story of this person? It's because she knew it would get the attention that it did. But that being said, I thought it was so, I thought it was a masterpiece at the same time. If you took out all the horrors that I have about Marilyn and the way that she's using it, it was just such a beautiful film. I mean, just everything was like a painting. And I just loved so much the way that the director brought us into each one of those iconic shots. Over the photos. Oh, God. And, it, and I found it heartbreaking. I thought, um, i thought she was just exquisite the actress and I, I just i feel so i feel so sad all that she's gone through since mm. because she's just an actress the end. I,
0: think she's, I think
2: she on that i do i think she was quite extraordinary mm. she was more like marilyn than Mary.
0: manny what's your top five
2: um my fifth one is
1: licorice Yay!
3: Ah,
1: <laughs> yeah I it? forgot that that was well, yeah. last year now um, but yeah no I, I loved Licorice Pizza I kind of went in really clueless to it all and like all of you guys had already seen it and then mm. I only saw it with you it was your second time um, and <laughs> <laughs> I thought just all of the performances in it were just incredible and right. um, especially the, what, what's the name of the main boy in going on Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Child. Yeah, yeah, son, yeah. Hoffman. I just thought he was so charming. He well, was. they were both so charming, but like, I especially too, liked she? him, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I like, uh, think yeah. yeah, he was, and uh, their, their chemistry and everything on screen is just, perfection and mm. I just loved the kind of idea of it all it was such it was kind of like a very it was such a random concept yeah it was such a, real a like independent yeah film like a proper indie film, indie film and I love absolutely. it I love a good indie and film. it really
0: took you back to the era I mean for Paul Thomas Anderson directing it really took you back yeah to I the really 70s. believed
1: that it was in the 70s yeah in a you, way
0: that I felt um thingy thingy in Hollywood
1: uh once upon a time no time. this what I mean there's so many films it. where like you can tell that where the screen where where they're filming it it's all set up to be part and then as soon as it's out of frame it's was just yeah. like a studio, but yeah. with Licorice Pizza, like you genuinely felt like that film was made in the seventies. Do you remember and Bradley Cooper? Yeah, yeah oh, Bradley Cooper's whole yes, cameo. So good. Was so he's good. so brilliant the way he just dances around. But this so. is so. what I mean. Like literally, everybody in Licorice Pizza is amazing. Like I loved all of the little bit characters in it as well. Um, and yeah, honestly, it was just it was just a great film. Good
0: choice. Good choice number five. Mum, what's yours.
3: I've done the same thing, I've got two. You're just going to have to put oh, up with man. it. I'm sorry, but then when I get to four, the last four just one. Sorry, but I had to do it for five. My five was Bones and All. Oh,
1: okay.
3: It had to go quite I well. didn't think you were
1: going
3: to put it up. Mm-hmm. No, no. I didn't think you were going to put it on. <laughs> no, well, I, I have to see this film. <laughs> <laughs> and um,
0: yeah. having one?
3: interrogated the book and everything's not quite the same, but I just thought everything in it was good. Um,
0: yeah, one pack of yeah. And then the other one with it is after some.
3: It wasn't that I didn't like it, it's just that it spoke to you, the boys spoke to you far more than they spoke to me, mm. the girl I thought was absolutely incredibly if you have seen it, man. No,
0: Paul Mescal, the one where he plays the dad and they're on to do it. want to yeah, yeah. And
3: the whole thing of like a teenage girl and trying to, and being on the edge of groups of other girls mm. and mm. not being able to, and the whole budding sexuality thing.
1: It's
3: so, and it's also it's so impressionistic, so I love the way it was filmed, so you go in and out of shot, you see him mm. doing what he's doing and you don't know why, yeah. you are seeing very upset and you don't know Really, why, yeah, and um, no, I thought it was an excellent film, yeah. No, I
0: thought it was a good film. Great. Um, my number five is The Quiet Girl.
2: Oh, I, thought this,
0: I thought this was quietly sensational, yeah. I think. Uh, and this is the Irish language film, um, and starring uh, the girl Catherine Clinch. It was amazing and I, I, what really, I was surprised by this and they're so, they're sort of, it seems to be the year for, what's the other one? for films about fathers and their relationship with daughters and I thought this film was sensational it's about a girl who is adopted by sort of friends of the family uh, because the main family is struggling kind yeah. of after, and so she goes to this other family and it, it becomes apparent that this family that she's gone to have lost their son in a tragic accident and so she becomes a sort of more than just a foster child and more than a child she says virtually nothing, yeah. a quiet girl And I've never seen a film where an actress and a young actress tells you so much about belonging or not belonging, being present. It made me think an awful lot about all my daughters, about moments in their lives of feeling or asking themselves what's their place in this situation and in relationship to adults and parents and all that. And I thought the most moving aspect of it was the father's relationship with the girl which took such an interesting turn and was presented was so a step subtly. Father, yeah, the stepfather, and team. how he became so attached to her that because of his masculinity, yeah. he had to hold it at arm's length. It was
3: done so gently. So gently,
0: so- it's, it's a top draw example it's of how you don't have to overwrite a script to get a sensational film. It was I think it was just so astonishingly, surprisingly good. Oh
1: good. That's I loved so it, neat. I absolutely loved it.
0: And I would recommend anyone on a Sunday afternoon to watch it. It's not depressing, but no, it, not it's, at all. It's so contemplative. It's, quiet. it's quite it's quite filming. Yeah. Also, let
3: me just say at this point there are two standout performances by young female actors. In that whatever and, her name and wonder. Was, and in the wonder, yeah, right. it, maybe the girl is even younger, than yeah. Astonishing.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four, Maddie.
1: Oh, what's my number four?
0: You're never going to guess
1: what one. The Innocents.
0: Oh, oh good choice. Yes, that How That's that come from? Good choice. That's in my special, that's one of my top. I've got that's that highlighted wrong. in my horrors, but uh-huh. I haven't got it in my top 10. Yeah, oh, wow. I really, really enjoyed please. it.
1: And it was like an odd one because it was like some of us were just chilling and we couldn't find a film to watch and then we just kind of scrolled past it and then nanny die was like oh my god the innocence so i think you guys are like that you know and then we all settled down and watched it and literally i loved it so much i yeah. thought it was such a again clever. a good horror clever yeah. horror original clever. horror so clever because i feel like as well when when children are included in a horror film it's always kind of the same where they just like yeah have a friend that nobody mm. can see and it's like the classic horror trope. but this was like I properly was scared of these children. Yes. <laughs> and like, that's, you know, they were eerie and that's I thought they were such they good too. actors. They were like, sensational. These, these children yeah. performing better than some full grown adults. And yeah. I really cared about them. And and yeah, I just, it was like, it was a big surprise. Cause I yeah. hadn't even heard about it or seen it. Again, another Nordic thing. film, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that's the true. Weekend. There
3: was a point where I was scared of the child. Yeah, the,
1: really? child. the boy was so yeah. scary, yeah. That's but so um, I just thought it was, it was just such a like,
0: entertaining watch, and I thought it was... And very simple in its... Basically, yeah,
1: nobody really, really talked, to, but it's kind of gone
0: under the yeah, radar. I'm so things. pleased you popped that in the top ten. It, it, deservedly, uh, it deserves to be there, I think. Mean, it's just so mm-hmm. good. Mum, what's your number four? You're
3: not going to believe this. Oh, I don't know why I'm saying it. Look at me shaking. All quiet on the Western front. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic, number four.
0: Yeah. Kill. Surprise, no? Tell because, us why. <laughs> <laughs> because
3: it's one of the best war films I've ever seen. Right. With a stonkingly brilliant main young actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, tall, it's like 1917, but told from the opposite sort of point of view. Mm. And it's not a single take or anything sort of clever like that. Yeah, so it's just the performances. And it is so shocking. And it's sort of maybe because I saw it this year, and it's even more shocking because of what's going on in Ukraine. Um, yeah. And one felt that there was some sort of. Oh such shocking scenes where you see sort of the you know what I don't have no idea what it was a complete um, surprise when the tanks came in. And I saw it in a cinema where sometimes the noise levels, you know, when oh, yeah, you feel the was whole just... thing shaking, now, yeah. and like, what mm. can happen next? Mm. Yeah. And the relationship he builds up with his fellow conscripts, or whatever called. Yeah. And the fact that it's so sad that he wants to go to war yeah. and they can't even find him a uniform that hasn't been worn before by yeah. someone oh, who's it's died. Tragic. It's so I've tragic. I've it. yeah, no. Give a shout
0: out to the lead actor that you refer to, it's yeah. Camera. Daniel Brule is in there too. Daniel Brule doing his stuff. Uh, Let's go to Nadia for hers, which is the Banshees of Inner Sharon.
1: Oh!
0: Go for it, Nads.
2: Oh, we loved this film, didn't we? We went as a family to watch it. And um, I have to say, I was thinking about this just 10 minutes ago. I was left feeling very sad after it. Mm. It really made its mark on me because I think loneliness, true loneliness, I think is probably something I dread the most. Mm. And I tend to think of that more if I'm old and I'm lonely. Mm. And just this whole beautiful story about loneliness and about sibling love and about the need for each person to survive in their own way, however brutal it was. It was just a brilliantly told story. Could easily be number one, could easily be number one. The acting was astonishing, it was so beautiful, that island. Kind of like part of me was being pulled apart because I was sort of yearning to live a bit of that life where everything was just so simple and so stripped back. But it was just so agonizingly painful to watch, wasn't it? And this relationship between these two men and just the brutality the fingers.
0: Yeah, I it's got horror when saw the, the gem,
2: gem- I didn't really think they was going to chop his bloody fingers mm. off. And every time he chopped another finger off, I was more shocked than the finger before. I just couldn't believe it. So it was about, I suppose why it wouldn't get right up there is a bit too horrific for me. Right. The fingers coming off. But it was also about the big
0: blue
2: <laughs> And well, sense, exactly, which, which I'm all, I've always been a complete advocate of. I don't think you have to have friendships for life. And I think too often people are made to feel bad mm-hmm. if they don't have a group of friends right from primary school that they love through to the day they die. It doesn't work like that. We can. Why does platonic love have to last longer than any other kind of love? It's just love, isn't it? My number
0: four mm-hmm. is Nitran. or Nitran! Oh, Nitran! I thought this was just fucking brilliant. I that thought was this brilliant. was this was an excellent film uh, starring, what's his name, starring Caleb Landry Jones. Caleb Landry. Jones. Yeah. This is brilliant. This is about the tragic story of the Tasmanian shooter who I think shot, was it shot, Port, Port Arthur Massacre, where he shot about 13 people, didn't he, at the end? And really, this is the origin story of his sort of slow build towards this this sort of you know mass killing yeah um i thought it all pivots around caleb's performance and it's one of those australian films when australian cinema is good a bit like last year's baby tea yeah there's something so sort of spare and spacious about these films and they allow for such Wonderful performances really and for nice. actors. Yeah, a matter yeah.
3: of fact as well. They don't sort of be
1: round a bush. They don't yeah. show off about. No, but, I mean, and I, and
0: I just thought Judy Davis was excellent as his mum. Yeah. I thought Essie Davis was great. She was also in Baby Teeth as his as the curious opera singer, kind of almost kind of romantic interest for him. Yeah, and I just again, you you, you dad, were left on oh, the dad was heartbreaking. And I was just—it just left such an impression on me. I was yeah. thinking about it for days on end afterwards.
3: The quiet way they built up to the. The
0: quiet way they built up to the to the violence and the matter of factness and the fact of you know again these are spoiler chats that we've done the reviews you know the way they cut off at the point that they cut off yeah and yeah he so matter of fact at the yeah end. and yet not matter of fact and yet you feel that he has just been more and more ostracised more and more and it just does so that thing of, of of giving a three three dimensionality to even the most psychotic of people. Yeah, standout performance. Standout performance, which won't get recognized by any of the mainstream. Because it's too, it's too easy to tell. Yeah, too niche. But yeah. Nitram was my, my number four. Number three, for me, is Licorice Pizza. Ah, oh,
2: oh, nice.
0: I, I echo everything you guys say. Um, I just thought fantastic performances. As I said, it, it was it, it evoked time, it evoked place. It's coming for a bit of stick for people suggesting that the relationship between Cooper um, Hoffman and the, and the girl was. Oh Peter come Oh
1: come
0: I, on! I, I what was their to, age gap? Well, he passes the legal age for sex, doesn't he? She after eight? she shows him it's his blue, her boobs. My argument on that is, is that the film actually observes the age limit yeah. he only ever does anything with it once he's past the actual age of, of consent. For me... But it sta- wasn't... Yeah, st- 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 oh, so st- That
1: didn't st- even go st- into st- st- yeah. 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 it. Yeah,
0: it, it doesn't... I don't think it takes us close to that at all. In, no, or, no, no, yeah, no. Anyway. And anyway, And this is a different era as well, so... But two things that I just want to give a shout out to. You kind of mentioned it. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, just so The agent scene... In it oh, is yeah, quite phenomenal. Oh, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. greatest two or three minutes in Shh. cinema. If you want to see a performance in, in just a place of a face, the woman's great. And Sean Penn has an absolute oh, psych- oh, yeah. psycho what motorbike I- riding, egotistical. That backpack. bit
1: was one of his favorite part of the film. It know, just mean, was too, like, it was oh, too like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, mean, I mean, I went see, with it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But
0: Sean, Penn's, Sean Penn's incredibly sort of creviced face, it was just a great start to the year and I don't yeah. want it to lose impetus because it was right at the start no, of the year so true. it had a huge impact so yeah that's at number three for nice. me so let's go to Nadia and she's chosen Belfast um, oh wow. you
2: guys I remember that I loved it I remember I loved the. I loved all the actors in it again we've had some great performances all year haven't we actually yeah, ensemble I have, I have such a tender heart for Kenneth Branagh. I think he's an all-round bloody fantastic good man. I know, I know people that have worked with him on movies and say he's the most extraordinary director. He's the director actors want to work with. He always gives everyone another take completely for themselves. He's very, very generous, and you could feel it. And obviously, he had an extraordinary relationship with the young boy. And I thought it was a really good history lesson as well. Actually, I hmm. keep saying I want the girls to watch it because it was. It, I thought it laid it out really well. It was and it was great drama and humor and beautiful relationships and you just felt like you'd been in Ireland and you live and you'd lived you'd had a trip to Ireland and you'd lived in that street and you'd had mm. a cuppa with in that neighborhood i just felt i felt it was i was very immersive for me i thought it was remarkably and feel good for saying
0: life. it was about something quite bad and frightening
2: yeah I can't remember what the name of that beautiful actress, the one that plays the mother to Mm. the little boy. I was just absolutely transfixed by her. I'd never seen her in anything before, and I want to see her in other things. I thought she was, I think she used to be a model, which doesn't often transfer well, but she was just so beautiful, but so good and so raw. So, and I loved the relationship between the grandfather. I love watching relationships with grandparents and small children. So it just had a bit of everything in it,
0: really for me. So you've had two black and whites and two Irish films at the moment. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> oh so, God. It's weird, isn't it? Mm. Thanks, Nads. That was yeah, yeah. really interesting. So what's your number three, Mum? Finally,
3: and I, it could have been higher. Triangle of Savage. Ah.
0: I think just it's in there.
3: I should bloody well think so. I feel like I've had to defend this film, but um, oh God, it's just, what can I say about it? It's a three-act fest of, it's one of the best dissections I think personally mm. of class I've ever seen. Well, lots of people agree with it. I still really want to watch yeah. I mean, the first half, forgetting the first act, but the first half is sort of the ruling class, so-called. Mm. And the, th- the second act or third act on the island is a reversal of that. But the way that it is done, it's not without its faults, there's long years, as they say. There are some standout hysterical scenes Woody Harrison and the Russian like Oliya got. Well, discussing I love, I love the Russians. it yeah. goes and down. Maddie will love that actor. Incredible grand Grinnell moments where the whole boat floats floating in shit and it eventually does go down. Um, it's just astonishing. I think, I think he's, I actually think he's a genius. And although his films are often um, What's the word that you all say? Um, they're, they're not, oh, what's the word? <laughs> they, they don't all stand as a piece. It's very un... uneven. Uneven, thank uneven. you. And that, that's always true, of his films, but in a way that makes it even better. I've seen this film three times. So. Right, <laughs> mum, have yeah. there, there is, uh, I've had little to do this year. <laughs> but, um, the first scene is, the first act is maybe slightly problematic, but but yeah, I loved it. Well, I'm pleased to hear
0: that because I mean, I gave my review and I, I was, for me it was just it wasn't that it was bad, I just found it disappointing. Oh okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't what I was expecting. No. Maddie number three.
1: My number
0: three is the banshees of initial. Hey! So much, oh no, your mom's yeah. um yeah, I absolutely just
1: Loved it so much, and I saw it twice. It was really interesting because the first time I saw it was really funny, and it still was in the second watch. But it was really funny. I was we were laughing the whole way through, and like the whole screening yeah. and everything. And then the second time I watched it, I found it so much more sad. Like I yeah, found it, it I found it heartbreaking too. the first time as well, just because you know his character is just heartbreaking. Um, but I don't know, I just found it a lot more sad on the second watch. I just found it really interesting that it was like a completely different experience um, uh, watching it the two different mm, times. Really um, but I just thought all of the performances were amazing. Obviously I love the director and like every film that he's done, but I just love his writing style. And mm. it's like, it's one of those films where you don't want to laugh too long at one of the jokes because then you'll miss the That's next such one. a nice point. Yeah, so you yeah, kind yeah. of want to just stay silent so that you get everything out of it. Um, yeah, all of the performances, the way everybody performed with each other. Mm. Um, including the donkey. Including one. the donkey. Ju- even the music just yeah. suited the film so much and the setting and everything. I honestly just enjoyed every second of that film. It was just a crack. Well, eye. there absolutely you go. Agree.
0: Absolutely um, thanks for that one, Maddie. Okay, so number two, Mum, why don't you kick
3: off? And she's Ah! ah. So everything I second everything that Maddie's just said, yes. including the donkey. I oh, mean, it donkey. was just every line in it was just stand out. Oh, their relationship, which is very different to their relationship and in Bruges*, but it's just yeah. so It's almost good. a reversal, isn't it? It
1: is. But and also, it made you like what's his face? Oh who? yes, the actor that you Barry made K. K. before, who? Barry oh, Keoghan. Barry Joe, who was absolutely went from team. one of your least to your favourite. yeah.
3: Oh, he was so wild. He was, wild, so he was Are you heartbreaking in it wild? as well. <laughs>
1: He was everyone, just everyone
0: broke my heart in that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. Uh, and, and Maybe I mean, Brendan Gleeson a little less because you just like, for fuck's sake,
3: Oh, yeah, he weird. <laughs> and apparently, people left at the violent bit. They stayed. <laughs>
1: what, left, left
3: the cinema. Left the cinema. Probably
1: well, cut his finger. First finger.
3: Oh. It, is it, is it, is he I he loved that,
1: that dark twist on it as oh, yeah, well. Because like if you did, were to, He often if, does that it, Yeah, no, he does, that's why I love his film yeah. so much. But mm-hmm. if you were to walk into that film blindly, yeah. Yeah. after that's what, what the first think, bit was, yeah. you'd be yeah. like, Which what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, that's it. why I love
3: it. And he does threaten that, doesn't he? Yeah. And his Sister is brilliant. Oh, she's so Gary bundle. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah.
2: Absolutely yeah. Brilliant.
3: yeah. Great. So well, second, it could have been first if it wasn't for first being so wonderful.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, sending off to Nadia. Her number two is the worst person in
2: the world.
1: Whoa! whoa. The world.
2: This was a bit of a roller coaster for us. This wasn't it. I remember when I first was watching it. I think I said this in, in our initial review. I found it really, I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sit through this because the Norwegian, I hated the sound of the Norwegian accent. I wasn't used to it. Mm. Very much like when I first heard Portuguese, I was like, I'm in Portugal. i like, I don't like, anyway, I ended up loving it. I love all of the family. We all love um, foreign films, don't we? Hate mm. the dubbing. And it was just, yeah, again, to be immersed into the Norwegian way of life, this incredible story of this woman that we went through all kinds of, um, 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 reasons in our head as to why people didn't like her, and in the end, we decided she just wasn't very likeable. Okay. And I kind of kind of liked that because it was interesting seeing how my mind was going to every sort of single place to try and work out why I didn't like her. And I thought, oh, I just don't like. Her. She's not a very nice person, but she wasn't the worst person in the world. But she was just, yeah, she well, was maybe just she one was of the... it's the worst I know, no, I know. But um, <laughs> I, it was the we sobbed. We both sobbed in the cinema. It was a beautiful tale uh, about death, about relationships, about unrequited love, mm. about the search for love, about the terrible impact that a father's a father can have on their daughter's future relationships. Do you remember how mm. awful her father was mm, in yeah. it? Um, and we ended up loving it. I really did the first five ten minutes I was like, "Oh God I'm gonna hate this <laughs> film and it just turned me round and I yeah I mean i I've never forgotten those scenes around the death I've never forgotten that no. I've, and it's it and sometimes when I'm moaning on about life and remember and we often quote that line, don't we all I want to do is just hang hang out in my apartment and just potter around one of the characters yeah. that is, that is dying and it just reminds us that it reminded us, and we had lots of conversations after this film, about the beauties in the small things. What are we reaching for? When we're reaching for the stars, maybe the stars are here. My number two is Nope. Oh!
1: Because I just fucking love that film so much. Um, And I thought so many people were just so unfair with it. I don't even even understand the hate that Nope. I it yeah, everyone's like his worst film, and all this. oh, his worst film, yeah. yeah and really I, but, but they're all just so different, though. I would never even really compare his films to one another, I just they give you completely different things. But nope, I don't know, it's just the one that stuck with me like oh, the my. most. Out of all the films, it just stuck with me the most, and the watch was just so like. Mm. It was just so, I mean, again, it was traumatizing and so shocking and so just like, what the fuck am I watching? It was horror, really. It well, was, it? yeah, no, it was proper horror. Yeah. And I just got, it just gave me everything that I want from horrors all yeah. the time and yeah. don't get. And yeah, yeah. Well, I can always trust Jordan Pill to give it. But I honestly, scary. I think it's probably my favorite yeah. of his three films. Yeah. The whole monkey like storylines just ridiculously horrifying and just traumatizing and And the alien itself yeah and i just thought it was such a like clever alien film as well because yeah i remember at the point because with the trailers obviously i was so desperate for a jordan phil film so when i knew that it was a jordan film i was like oh my god well i'm going to love it regardless yeah i'm not going to allow myself to not like it but I was slightly put off by the fact that it was an alien film because they yeah. all become really good. No, you weren't that enamored with the trailer, were I, I No, I thought the trailer kind of said fell on. Yeah, oh, I was say... interested in a in a you know alien, alien film. film. And I would say that the trailer does not sell it enough at no. all. No. And I kind of like that because it went in with not too many expectations, mm. which always helps. But yeah, it was such an original way of doing an alien film, and I thought the alien was so like I just loved the design of it because it was really beautiful, and you could go like, which I did with the trailer, or oh, UFO, like mm. how basic and how like unoriginal. But the fact it that totally it, that was its body yeah, and that yeah. was the living thing itself—it wasn't the actual mm. space. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a brilliant film, and I, I also thought the spaceship shape
0: was, was both the director and the alien being ironic. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's how we and see. And even when they here. did
1: the little play on like those kids, you know, the first time you see the aliens. Um, that are like in his uh, what's it in the stables, and he's terrified, he's running away from them. And we think, I was kind of like, Oh no, why are they going to show us like if they're going to be aliens that look like oh, aliens? Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, yeah. disappointing. And then we find out they're just kids wearing kids masks trying to freak out, yeah. and the actual alien is the spacecraft. I don't know, I could talk about that film for hours and hours and hours, but I loved it. And that's my number
0: two. Uh, my number two is All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> I thought, I thought you we were acting so I thought this was... I mean, 1917 was one of our... I think it was our favorite film for 2020. Yeah. And I thought this did... They're two very different films. And yeah. I think 1917 was a more, in a weird way, a romantic film about, yeah. about World War One, yeah. And in a slightly weird way, because it followed one... Well, they both followed one person, but 1917 very much was locked into the POV of one person. And I just thought this film was really moving, horrifying, hopeful, depressing... I thought the performances were astonishing. It reminded me of the worthlessness of, and the loss of life. And, you know, it, did, it didn't it's shy it's away boring. from just showing us the sheer horror, which I think we all forget. I think you're right, it's given an extra of on because of Ukraine and all that kind of stuff. But I just thought it was, a, it was a beautifully shot, cleverly and at times contemplative. And I thought, you know, little touches like at moments of great drama or awful things having happened, it would cut to a shot looking up at the trees. And you were yeah. reminded that whilst this human horror was playing out, the world oh, was kind of disinterested and was just carried on. You know that moment with the fox with a detailed cut. Yeah, yeah. Moments in it that were really surprising to get in a horror, in a war film. This is your number two. Number two. I yeah. uh, I think this deserves the best foreign picture of oh, absolutely. And I think it is a hot favourite at the moment. Yeah. But I just think I'd love it. I mean I know it's hard to kind of schedule into a young adult's life, a yeah. 2 of our film, but World War One. No, I love. I mean I love it. It's so moving. but it's moving in a non sort of glooky sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. And and A reminder that the enemy is human. Our perception of who the enemy is in a war is not all of the enemy. Are to be shot and killed. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're humans. They, they're made of flesh and blood.
2: And I
3: love the way that we sort of see everything through his eyes and yeah. he doesn't understand what he's seeing until he does.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, as the audience, yeah, yeah. we're
3: horrified with yeah, mm. I thought it. thought that was so clever.
0: Yeah, the trauma of youth and the poor. Yeah. It, it was just amazing. It came it was. All the way so, we're up to our number ones, guys. I'm going to leave because we've talked about this. My number one is the Banshees of Inner
1: Oh, really It's
0: not oh, one. Yeah, I just. Don't
1: blame
0: you, I can't fault it.
1: No, no, I, no I I, mean, I no. can't
0: fault it. And even on a second view in the end, which I found a bit cranky, I kind of thought it was quite poetic. It was kind yeah, of. Yeah. It was, And a couple of our Irish followers said, no, that's the way an Irish story ends. It's yeah. kind of like they're still in the same sort of place. Yeah. As at the, sense yeah. of the right beginning. I thought. Kerry Condon was an absolute sensation. Brenda Gleason Colin Farrell's eyebrows alone. Were just <laughs> like Barry Keoghan. I think, Maddie, you summed it up. It's just the way he writes. It's spare. It's minimal. Funny it's funny. It's targeted. At first, you think. You think. Sometimes you think with the way he writes, you think with this few words, it shouldn't be this clever. No, it
3: shouldn't be this funny. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I, mean? exactly, I yeah. thought
0: it was atmospheric. It was mystical. It was about friendship and it was about that like, taboo that friendships can run out of steam. Yeah. You know, friendships can run aground like relationships do. And what happens Well, that, that
1: friends time? don't like. And also I feel like people think that losing friends and all of that feels and matters so much more when you're younger. But it's like, it's yeah. just yeah. as heartbreaking yeah. if you lose a yeah. friend. Absolutely. Know. And
0: for me, it also really spoke to me as a 50-something man about that existential, what is the point of me? From a male perspective, mm. although there's a lovely line yeah. from Kerry Condon where she says, "You're just boring men on a boring night and talking about boring things," yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of true, but to the man who's feeling this things, it's very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it, yeah, and it was horrific and it was atmospheric. And, oh, it was just, for me, it was an all-round all perfect film. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really was. I and thought, I loved how, I, I was jealous of how, like, simple their life was. Yes. Like, yeah, Wake you up. You wanted to be in the pub. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just loved to kind of just like, yeah, we wake up and at two o'clock, we go to the pub yeah. and then we stay yeah. there until yeah. when we go back, like...
3: But also the fact that he was um, on the edge of, I mean, he had to sort out his life and he, he was on the edge of not wanting to make the... Um, the older character,
0: what's he called? Brendan
3: Gleason. Brendan Gleason. He his art has suddenly become, it's become an issue. Mm. And although he he was you know, he did love Colin Farrell, mm. he had to sort that out, he had to do what he had to do. In a typical Martin McDonough fashion, it was extreme. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but, um, Which I love, he's not afraid of horror. And aura. you and you yeah.
1: loved the scene with the priest you know, the scene with the priest. He <laughs> <laughs> starts uh, saying, Fuck you and yeah, fuck yeah, this and yeah. fuck, I just
2: yeah. love
0: the Irish. So I just love you. Yeah. Um <laughs> Nadia, what's your number one? Oh, licorice pizza. Oh, is it number wow. one? This
2: taking. Oh, this was just such a joyful move. I think it was, was it quite soon after the pandemic? I don't know. It was know. right at the beginning we of We've just been free. Yeah. Had we just been free?
0: We'd just come out of a Christmas that was like Omnicron.
2: I don't know whether it was my first time in the cinema. I think it might have been. It was. So it had all of that. You see why marking films is very difficult because it so depends Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life. But, um, oh my God, I loved every single thing about this film. I loved the era that it was set in. I loved, um, it was shot on 32, Uh, 35 mil, mil, wasn't it? Which gives this lovely, grainy grainy look look to it and takes us all back to a time when we all believed everything was perfect, but obviously it wasn't. Um, I just loved the characters, and the uh, the young boy, who's his, what's his name? Cooper, Cooper Hoffman. Cooper Hoffman. I just couldn't believe him. From the first minute he was on the screen, I was mm. just like, I was blown away by him. This 15 year old entrepreneur, very plain. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember loving the fact that everyone was incredibly plain mm. in it, the central characters, weren't yeah. they? But we fell in love with all of them, which cinema has to pay more attention to yeah. because it was these incredible characters. And I think it's so important for young people to see, young people on the screen that aren't just like this. Perfect. perfect Hollywood look. Um, remember at the time we questioned whether they weren't put on the poster because they were too normal looking. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all those brilliant cameos, Bradley Cooper and the like. I mean, just so hilarious. Oh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Oh, Sean. I've forgotten about the Sean Penn scene with the right.
0: motorbike. What about the agent? Well, she sits there and they go in, she goes to the park. <laughs> Probably the greatest <laughs> oh, single God. headshot. We,
2: we did at the time. We said it's the greatest small part ever. Was well, she Is <laughs> she put up for the Oscar for supporting... We said at the time we thought oh, she Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think she has been. Um, so just, it's just joyful. And I was just saying to our daughter... Well, to Maddie. I was just saying to Maddie... We have to all sit down and watch that again.
0: Thanks for throwing that report, Ned. Have we had your number one? No. Maddie's number one.
2: My number one is
1: Yay! Hey! I literally cannot fault... I mean, the same with Banshees, but I literally cannot fault this film at all. And I would probably go as far as to say it's in, like, my top three films I've ever seen. Wow. wow. i honestly loved it so much and, like... I just thought his performance was amazing, it and was. and it was so clever because it, although he was heartbreaking and I felt sorry for him and I cried a lot in the film for him as well. It, I did, I still didn't feel like it was insensitive to like the victims yes. of the guy yeah. in real life. They yeah. didn't yes. kind of romanticize him to no, the point where you, right. I would still hold him, you know, for what it is that he did. But mm. I just think. It's so important to see all of the, diff- like, nobody is just one thing. No, and, exactly. and not everybody is born as that thing. Um, and it was just so heartbreaking to see all the things that just, like, each time something happened to me, just a part of him would just kind of snap off. And yeah. he would slowly fade away with each kind of hurdle. And I just thought his performance is, like well, everybody's performance in it, but, like, especially his performance was just so, like beautifully done mm. yeah, and there was it just was. this fragileness to him that was well,
0: I love just... the way you use that phrase: a piece of him would snap off because that, yeah. that's exactly yeah. how it happened you know that yeah. moment when he was talking to the kids in the car with his dad throwing fireworks yeah. because yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it was it, like you could see that he was not wanting to be a threatening person but he mm. could help but seem it to other people yes. Yes. and you yes. could just see like just in his eyes this is why he was, he's such an amazing actor as well you didn't have to say anything just in his eyes you could just see all of the Stuff he's trying to battle in his own head, and, and just the calculations—you're
0: right—the calculations right, he was making about what people thought of him.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Him, yeah. you can see him being like, "This is not what I'm meaning to make them feel," but I can see in their eyes yeah. how they're feeling about me right now. And yeah, it was just the whole thing was so heartbreaking. It was not an easy watch, but this and is like I said, yeah. yeah, and like I said as well, um even the last sequence—how clever it is to just not show us what it is mm-hmm. that he yeah. actually did, yeah, take and him. the matter-of-factness of when he did it. And I think I said in our review as well, which was kind of like. I felt like it was trying to show him committing suicide as well yes. it? so in its own way, yeah. the matter-of-factness of it, the way he set up the camera, he seemed at peace with it. He kind of just, you could see that he was just so far gone that it just didn't make sense as to why that, what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, no, honestly, just one of the best films of all time in my opinion. Oh, so wow. That's wow. Good choice. Good choice. Mum. Number
3: one. Well, giving back to what Maggie said earlier, oh. oh wow, so you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's my number oh one my oh, it's been number one more or less since it's, it's not later, even in my sorry. top ten i've seen i've seen it 18 times obviously i'm um,
0: <laughs>
3: but i've seen it three times but i just think it's extraordinary I and it i is. the bit i mean a lot of people said it's not i mean i i would class it as a sort of horror stroke yeah I, but, I, yeah I think but a lot of people have said oh it's not well. neither one of those things but yeah. the bit, the bit where the the um, craft first appears, or the sound system, or whatever it is, I found truly terrifying. Yeah, no. And I was, was literally taken over all my senses. I've never ever felt. I don't that get before. people that don't think it's a horror. It's, no. it's just like not Ooh, horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like genuinely horrifying doing enough, or that he's not saying enough. Yeah. I thought the rhythm of it was just wonderful. You know, like that guy filming it, and um, yeah, you yeah. know, he was such a strange guy. Way, yeah. And then the sister Kiki. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just yeah, thought it was movie. the most amazing film. And I, uh, that was early on in the year, wasn't yeah, it, yeah. came out? And I went to see it a bit later. Well, it was in the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think it's, I think it's a perfect film and
0: I'm, uh, you know, I it sounds weird to say that, but yeah. So no, I'm on. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, there you go, that's our top top five. We're going to just quickly run through on another film, The Things to Look forward To in 2023. <laughs> tell us what yours are. Tell us what your top film's are. Yeah, please. you have to tell us.